Hello, ladies. It's so wonderful to be with you today as we study God's Word. And before we begin, let's pray. Let's come before our great God together. Our great God and Father, we do praise your holy name and we worship you today in your goodness and your majesty. As we come to your word, Father, would you please speak what you have to say to each one of us. Keep our ears and our hearts and our minds open. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this has been quite a study this fall, hasn't it? I, uh, I just think that as we have been delving into God's word together in Isaiah, I just had to, um, it just came across my mind that this wasn't quite what I anticipated that it would be or how, how things would go. But I think what has been consistent is we have seen similar themes week to week to week. And although it's been shown to us from different angles, the themes and the central message of the book has come through loud and clear. We have heard God is holy. He is calling us to submit to his holiness and to turn our whole selves to him in obedience and praise and trust. We are called over and over, aren't we, to obey his commands to listen to the teaching that he has laid out for us and to hear the love that he has for us. He is worthy. He is worthy. And those that love him and know him are called to obey him and return his great love back. Again, God is holy. And we see that the same this week as well. This week is no different. And we're going to start from our main text, which is Isaiah 45, 18 to 24. And I just want to read that together just as we get started. It's always such a good feeling just to read God's word out loud together. So here we go. Isaiah 45, 18 to 24. For thus says the Lord, who created the heavens, he is the God who formed the earth and made it. He established it and did not create it a waste place, but formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. I have not spoken in secret. In some dark land, I did not say to the offspring of Jacob, seek me in a waste place, I, the Lord, speak righteousness, declaring things that are upright. Gather yourselves and come. Draw near together, you fugitives of the nations. They have no knowledge who carry about their wooden idol and pray to a God who cannot save. Declare and set forth your case. Indeed, let them consult together. Who has announced this from old? Who has long since declared it? Is it not I, the Lord? And there is no other God besides me. I profaned my heritage. Oops, sorry, wrong, wrong one. A righteous God and a savior. There is none except me. Turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth. 
for I am God and there is no other. I have sworn by myself, the word has gone forth from my mouth in righteousness and will not turn back, that to me every knee shall bow, every tongue swear allegiance. They will say of me, only in the Lord are righteousness and strength. Men will come to him, all who were angry at him will be put to shame. In the Lord, all the offspring of Israel will be justified and will glory. They will glory in the Lord. The Lord, the one who is, there is no other. He tells us over and over, at least six times in this passage, did he say directly or else make the um, case that he alone he alone is the sovereign, holy God who we are to follow and to look to. Here's the part, ladies, that I think is so important that we know and that he states himself. God has not spoken in secret. God has not spoken in secret. He speaks the Lord speak, his voice reverberates throughout his word, his prophets, his son, Jesus Christ. And it goes out with power and majesty and righteousness and strength and uprightness. God says that he only is the Lord. He alone God's voice spoke this world into being. That same voice, ladies, I want us to, to get this and to hear this. That same voice, the powerful, our holy of holy gods, that same voice speaks to you and speaks in you. Can we even fathom this? Do you hear the truth of this, the magnitude of this truth? The God of the universe, holy, holy, holy creator God, he is speaking to you and in you through his spirit. Have you ever stopped to think about that? to think about that truth, the enormity, the awesomeness, beyond all that we can even think or imagine. God is speaking so we can hear him. He speaks and his voice rings out over the whole earth. Across all nations, God speaks. He allows his voice to be heard in us and to us. And ladies, as we have been studying his word, his word, he is speaking to you. He is calling to you to hear him, to listen to him with your ears and your mind and your heart and your soul to be in relationship with him. For you and I to come and meet with him. 
just the two of us so that he will be the voice that we listen for and to. Turn your attention to him. Take his words in. Think about them. Seek more of his voice. God is speaking. Here is my question for you and for me. Are we listening? Are we listening? I think often that we are waiting or looking or listening, thinking that if we hear his voice, that that will equal a feeling. If we believe this to be true, that in order to hear his voice, we have to have a feeling, if we believe that to be true, well then what do we think when our feelings are low or down or anxious or fearful or in the dark? We will believe that we don't hear him at all or that he is not speaking to us because if he did, then we would think that all these negative feelings would be blown away. Yet this is not the truth. Our faith is not based on feelings. We step out onto the words that he has spoken. The words that we know to be true. We go back and we play his voice by reading his word over and over all the truth that we have previously learned. Remember that, that quote, do not lose hold in the darkness what you knew to be true in the light? All these things we hold on to, we play his voice, his truth, that what? That he is God and there is no other. That he is a righteous God and a savior and that there is none but him. What are we listening to in our minds? We go to what we know to be true, and then we move forward in those truths. Micah 6.8 tells us that, um, oh man, God has spoken. God has told you to do justice to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Sometimes we wait, ladies, we think we're going to hear this booming voice from the heavens that will say, Sally, go to the left, or Jeannie, call that person. And we think we're going to hear it in, in audible form. But God has said, Oh man, God has told you what is right. To do justice, to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. Are we doing these things that we have already been told? That God's voice and his word has already told us? There are so many things like that in scripture, ladies. God has spoken. The enemy he 
wants to keep us paralyzed while we are waiting for this booming voice and a feeling. And yet, we have the very words of God available to us to dwell on, meditate on, read out loud, encourage each other in. Are we encouraging each other, ladies, in the words that God has given us? Are we reminding each other as we fall by the wayside and trip and fall and, and just are enveloped in tears? Are we reminding each other, God is with you. He will never leave you. God has said that he is the righteous one. God has said that his spirit he is given to be your comforter. Let us remind each other of these truths. Let us sink our roots down deep into them and open our ears and our hearts and our minds to hear God's words. God speaks. Do we listen? I ran across two beautiful poems as I was preparing and coming together with this teaching. The first one is by F. Fare, and it goes like this, and I'm going to read it how she wrote it, even though it might not look the same on the screen to you, but just listen. He whispered, and I leaned toward him. That's what he wanted me closer when God speaks. It just made me think, when he whispers, do I lean forward? That's what he wants, us closer to him. This other quote, uh, other poem, I'm going to read as well. The voice of God whispers in the heart so softly that the soul pauses, making no noise. It strives for these melodies, distant, sighing, like a faint breath, and all the being is still to hear. I loved that. The voice of God whispers in the heart so softly that the soul pauses. And the last line, and all the being is still to hear. And I thought to myself, how often am I so still and I'm listening and straining to hear the voice of God in that quietness, am I just poised to hear what he says as I read and do my Bible study, as I read in the morning, as I maybe listen to his word. And all the being is still to hear. How often are we still? So much is grasping for our attention, isn't it? Trying to yell over things until we look around in a panic and a frenzy, trying to decide 
Which way should I incline my ear? Sometimes things get so frenzied, we don't even know who, who should I be listening to? And our ears get so full that it's like they don't even work. Or at the very least, they work poorly. I remember when my children were little, I could tell when they were not hearing me or when they were just ignoring me. And I could tell because they were not obeying. I would ask my children, do I need to check your ears? And I would gently pull on their earlobe like this, like I was looking inside to see if their ears were blocked with something. They didn't really care for it. They said it was really uncomfortable for them, even now when I spoke to them just recently, and now they're all adults. And they were like, yeah, sometimes that really, that really hurt. And they just didn't like that. And so when I would say, do I need to check your ears? No, I'm listening. I'm listening. They were ready to obey. They were ready to listen. And I just thought to myself, wow, how often... Am I not listening to the Lord or ignoring him? Do I need my ears checked? I think sometimes I do. I remember a time specifically when this was true. It was many years ago. We moved here about 21 years ago from Southern California to here in Illinois. And um, that was quite a traumatic move. And I remember about six months after that, I was shopping at Sears and I had our youngest with me and I was in a hurry to get home to get the other kids off the bus. And there was this lady, I was at one checkout stand and she was at the other and she was speaking loudly and she was talking and telling the, the checkout gal how she had just moved here from Pennsylvania. She had just moved here and she was having trouble finding things and you could tell that she was lonely and I remembered that feeling. And I remember feeling the Lord nudge me and say, go talk to her. And I said, Lord, I, I've got to go. The kids are getting off the bus. I, I really can't. And I felt him say, go, go talk to her. And I quickly took my packages and left. I did not listen. I, well, I listened, but I did not obey the voice of God. I have confessed and I have asked him for forgiveness and I have used that as an example in my own life of a feeling that I never want to feel again because I felt horrible. I knew what that lady felt like. Goodness gracious, I had just been walking in her shoes and still was. And I was so brokenhearted over my sin and my not obeying the Lord. And I still pray for her when the Lord brings her to mind. And preparing this lesson, I do pray that that lady from Pennsylvania, that she has found a church and that she knows the Lord. And um, I just make sure that if I hear the Lord prompting me, I want to move on it and do what he tells me to do. 
If somebody comes to my mind that I haven't seen or talked to, even in years, I start praying for them right away because I think the Lord's bringing them to my mind for a purpose and I don't know what's going on, but I want to obey his voice. And I encourage us to do that, ladies. I needed my ears checked that day. A second way that my children, um, in that time, they lose their focus. I could tell that their hearing leaves them when they lose their focus. So I would have to turn their face and have them look me in the eye while I gave them instruction and spoke to them. Sometimes, ladies, I think we need to turn our focus to him, to look him in the eye and hear what he's saying, to look in his word and to refocus my attention on the Lord speaking through his word. Isn't this true in our relationship with God, but also with each other? I mean, eye to eye communicates that I am listening. I am in a posture to hear. It communicates value and worth and interest. Eye to eye, focused attention. Let's come back to those things with the Lord. And let's be ready and let's remember to listen. The Lord is speaking. But if we are only focused on the answer that we are hoping to get or the answer that we want, we may miss what he is communicating or even what his answer is. It may be very different from what we expect or even want. Yet let's be attentive, ladies, because we know this truth. His ways are for our good and his glory. Let's practice faithfully following his voice. We as believers have the Holy Spirit bringing to mind what Jesus said. We have so much of the Lord's voice already in us that we have heard. Do you realize that? I want to remind myself over and over. I have his word, sound teaching, words of the life of Christ. Do we know his voice so well that we can hear it even when we feel like he is not speaking or when his voice seems so quiet and far away and long off? Ladies, this is faith. We step out even when we cannot see, confident that our Savior is leading us. Still, remember, darkness is not darkness to him. It is all light. Here's what I know about God's voice, ladies, as we, as we study even more. God's voice is our life. God's voice is our life. In Deuteronomy 32, 46 to 47, 
Moses and the people are going to go in. Well, Moses will not go into the promised land, but the people are going to. And Moses has this beautiful prayer where he reminds the people of how great God is. Uh, everything that they have, he has delivered them from, how he has led them, his faithfulness, his power. And these are the words that he, that he tells to the Israelites. Take heart. All the words I have solemnly declared to you this day so that you may command your children to obey carefully all the words of this law. They are not just idle words for you. They are your life. Ladies, these are not just idle words for us. These are our life. God's voice gives us life, leads us in life. I don't want to live without hearing his voice. The voice of God that we hear in Isaiah, that we hear in other books of all through this Bible, the word of God, Old Testament, New Testament, God's, the voice of God is convicting. The voice of God speaks truth. The voice of God speaks righteousness. In our world today, there are a lot of people speaking. But just because there's a lot of people speaking doesn't mean that they're correct. In their own eyes, in our own eyes, we think that we are. But lined up next to the word of God, we need to be discerning. We need to know his voice in his word so that we can stand strong and we don't have to doubt. We need to stand firm on what we know to be true. We don't know it all, but God does not speak in secret. He has made many truths known to us. Let's move on those that we know. Let's step out in faith on those. Let's speak those to others, to each other, to ourselves. In John 10, 3, Jesus is speaking here. And this is beautiful. These are beautiful scriptures. 10, 3 to 5. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Ladies, Let's not be so familiar with the voice of strangers that we'll be led astray from the voice of our King and Savior, our Shepherd, Jesus Christ. John 10, 14 to 16, Jesus tells us, I am the good shepherd and I know my own and my own know me even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. 
I have other sheep which are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice, and they will become one flock with one shepherd. Do you know who he's talking about there? Because first the gospel goes to the Israelites, and then it goes to the Gentiles, and that's who he's talking about this here, you and me. I have other sheep who are not of this fold, not yet. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice and become one flock with one shepherd. Ladies, we hear his voice. In the other verse, in 10.3, did you hear how he said that the sheep hear his voice and he calls each sheep by name? Did you know he knows your name? Do you hear him call your name? Come this way. Follow me. Listen to me tell you how much I love you. Listen to me tell you that you are not alone. Listen to me tell you that I will come again. Listen to me tell you that my spirit will come. And he will seal you, and he will comfort you, and he will remind you of all that I have spoken to you. It's the Holy Spirit. Ladies, do you hear him? Gosh, I pray that you do. That is our faith. When we step out, even when we cannot see, confident that our Savior, our Shepherd, is leading us. our tender shepherd, our sweet shepherd. My own, I know my own and my own know me. Ladies, I want to encourage you with this truth. When I think of our study and I think of it and I just think of it in this time and I thought, Lord, why this study now? It seems like we're hearing similar messages week to week about the holiness of God, about obedience, right? And I just see how the Lord is refining us. This is our life in him, ladies, that we submit to him. And then we step out and obey his voice. I believe he is speaking to the women here in Chapel Street Church or Women's Bible Study, whoever, wherever you are listening. And he is challenging us. He is sifting those that say they love him. Will you know me? Will you follow me? I am holy. Repent. The repentant heart the Lord will pull in. So much we have learned, and you have learned. And my, I just, I just want to wrap you up and just say, stand firm in it, ladies. Stand firm in your God as your Father, as the Potter, as as He. Sometimes it's painful, but remember that He is close and He has His hands on your life. Remember that He is the vine dresser who has prepared everything. 
that he is our light, that with it we can see everything. Ladies, pray. I want to encourage you to pray these attributes back to him. You have a sheet with you that will has 26 attributes of God on it. I want to encourage you, take one a week. And then somewhere in the middle of June, start over till the end of the year. 52 weeks you'll have. Go over those attributes again and again. Some of my other friends, they pray the alphabet. One letter for an attribute of God, maybe Z, zeal. And for that week, study what zeal means with your family. Look it up. Talk about it, how you have seen the zeal of God in your life or working in your life or in the world. How exciting to get to know our great God and to stand firm on his word and to hear his voice. His word, Isaiah 55, 11 tells us that his word goes forth from his mouth and it will not return to him empty without accomplishing what I desire without succeeding in the manner for which I sent it. God has a purpose for his word to go out and it will not come back void. So ladies, as you go out into this week with the voice of God, listen for it. Incline your ear. Still your whole being. Keep your ears attentive and hear. Step out and obey his voice. Believe his voice. Trust his voice. And I pray that in the days to come and the weeks to come, that as we just get to know him, and love him more and more. His voice will become clearer and clearer and that we will be stepping out to obey him and love him and hear his voice. He has already given us so many commands. His voice has spoken, not in secret. Listen for it. He will lead you in the way that you should go. He is leading and he will lead the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are speaking. Listen well to God's voice.